You are listening to the Weekend View on SAFM. Good morning, Seven It's not easy to believe that this money with a state disaster will never be looted like the one of COVID. Because even the one of COVID, they say it will never be stolen. But it was stolen, you know. So, uh, Seven the state of disaster, it is there for ANC to go for campaign of next year general elections. That's what I believe in. So I don't trust this government. ESCOM has been given money a lot of times, Sebenzile Kambula. So there's nothing that makes me trust this government. This is Good morning, Sebenzile. Good morning to you. Thank you very much for those views. Joined now by independent political economist Dr. Dale McKinley on the line on this very issue. Dr. McKinley, Always a pleasure. You hear our listener there um, and a lot of skepticism. Do you blame him? And do you blame South Africans who hold that view that this is yet another opportunity for um, for, for those in power to loot, as was the case during the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, no, of course, I, I don't think any of us would blame their skepticism. Uh, and the reason why is because we were promised the last time uh, that there would be, uh, you know, oversight, that there would be accountability, and there wasn't, uh, clearly. So the practice uh, sort of belies the rhetoric uh, in this case. But we have to say that, you know, one, one can always hope that it's better, uh, given the real-time auditing that has been promised by the Auditor General's office, uh, given, you know, some of the other measures that are put into place. One can say, well, there might be a little bit harder for people to, to start stealing money or to, to get away with it. But... You know, the practice of this government and the track record is just not great. So people have lost, and I have said this, um, I think many people have said this before, which is that the issue here is a trust deficit. So, you know, they can announce all these measures and say, look, we, you know, uh, you know, believe this, we're trying to deal with this. But if one looks at the last, since uh, the Ramaphosa uh, regime came into to power, the government came into power, they just haven't practiced what they preached and people are tired of them and, and they have every reason to doubt their, their word. More than two weeks ago, President Ramaphosa declared the electricity crisis a national state of of disaster, of course, then announcing during his SONA address that he would appoint a minister of electricity, you know, Mm -hmm. um, saying at least that he appreciates the urgency and the depth of this crisis. But here we are. We still await um, that appointment. Again, it doesn't quite it doesn't quite help really with with the confidence here what do you make of i suppose the delays here? and maybe we we are just quite impatient here given the, right, the, the imminent uh, cabinet reshuffle and so on but but surely though if you say you appreciate the depth of the crisis and and this urgency to dealing with it get a move on then without appointing the people Absolutely. to do the work Absolutely. And I, I think that this is it's its a frustration. I mean, we had the state of the nation address. Everybody was expectant and saying, OK, what measures are going to be taken? This is a, if you're going to declare a national crisis and a national state of disaster, then what that means is there's emergency measures necessary. It's, it's an immediate crisis. It's not something you can wait for. So. Again, uh, and and this is going back. Uh, with what the problem is is that the ANC seems to take precedence over the country. And what I mean by that is the battles and the maneuvering within the ruling party, who's going to get what position, balancing off interests, the factions. These things clearly 
are at the top of the president's mind because he would not have had to take what how much now weeks uh, afterwards uh, to make some fairly simple decisions uh, in terms of not only his cabinet but also other kinds of measures let's see that let's see people at the ports let's see people getting out there doing the infrastructural uh, uh, changes. Let's let's begin. If when people begin to see that there's action on the part of the state, they'll stop asking these questions. The longer this takes, the more questions will arise, and the more doubt that will seep into the process. And I, I, I it's 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 almost you know, um, it's quizzical because one looks at the president and says, why is he doing these things? Um, and the only answer that one can, I think, uh, you know, rationally come to is that the ANC counts more than the country and they're more concerned with what's going on inside the party and the elections coming up than they are about what people think about them. Mm-hmm. If done properly, uh, Dr. McKinley, what is the opportunity here um, for, for South Africa in terms of um, us beginning to see an end to to this this very difficult period that we find ourselves in. Listen, I mean, we we all know that these things are feasible. It's we we, we I think South Africans accept that we're in we're in this, but we can get out of we can get out of it, and we can get out of it. Not I wouldn't say quickly, but I you know gradually, and it's going to basically you know. Let's let's do first of all the the president and the and the cabinet must do what they say they're going to do, make the independent procurements, bring on the new uh, uh, IPPs, uh, new transmission, begin to start repairing things uh, immediately, uh, crack down. Let's see some arrests. Let's see some people uh, being having to pay for all the corruption and the sabotage evidently that's happening. Although we have no necessary proof of these kinds of things, and. As a, again, it's just being honest and, and taking the public into their confidence and saying, look, we have a six-month plan. This is how long it's going to take us to do one, two, three, and four. Hang in there with us. We're getting there, and we're going to show you every single month this is what the progress we're making. If you begin to do that and you set out your plan to the, the country, there'll still be grumblings. There's still going to be frustration, but people will have a – something to see as long as there's this always this you know well maybe yes we can't tell you this uh whatever then that's going to i think that's what the, the problem is so it's about transparency as well it's not just about the doing it's about basically the government saying this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it and these are the these are the measures that we're going to take in the time frame we're going to do these things in and if you begin to do that then we're on the right path even if it's still a little further down the road when we're going to finally see the end of load shedding Mm-hmm. The Auditor General will have her hands full, um, at least from, from what uh, the Minister Lamine Zuma said yesterday, to say um, essentially they're roping her in right from the beginning, of course, to monitor emergency procurement. Should this uh, perhaps uh, allow us to sleep a bit easier at night? I think it's a it's a good move, but it's not adequate. Um, and the reason why is because once again, uh, you know, when we had all of these problems in in the in the uh, pandemic of, of corruption and, and mismanagement of resources, uh, there was a cry to say, "Listen, where is the role of Parliament? Where is the oversight of our public representatives? Why aren't they at the heart of doing these things?" And we have to bring that back. So yes, it's good that the Auditor General is 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 going to do real time auditing, is going to be keeping, but we know that she has her hands full. I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge job. And yep. there's, there's, there's going to be uh, elements where she's not going to be able to catch these things. Where is Parliament's Oversight Committee? Let's put them at the centre. Let's let them do their jobs. So that's the other con- component of this uh, crisis is it's not just the Cabinet and the administration of, of, of the President. It's the Parliament and the feeling oftentimes the Parliament's asleep at the wheel. 
and that they're actually not doing those jobs. So if we have a combined approach, a, par a proper parliamentary oversight, and possibly even an independent uh, a body that says that there's sort of a third check and balance to these things, and, and that then people will start saying, okay, they're taking this seriously. The Auditor General, good move, not, not enough though. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll watch it all very closely. Independent political economist Dr. Dale McKinley joining us on the line there. Thank you very much for your time.